Hello and welcome to Phoenix Talk Radio. My name is Andrew Burkham and I'll be your host this week. Uh, this week we are going to take a trip around the valley and see what's going on right now in the Central Valley as far as uh, theater and just kind of general artistic goodness right now. Most of what I've got for you this week is theater. It's not a huge slate. I, I know that there's a lot going on around the valley at the moment, but just didn't get a, a whole ton of response. I know people are very, very busy right now. So we'll continue to try and compile some of these things and post them to the web website and make sure that you know what's going on and when it's going on. But for the time being, we're going to take a trip around the valley. Now, after we're done with the trip around the valley, I do have a great interview segment for you this week. This week, I was able to sit down and have a call with uh, Robert Jerome of the SJS Theatrical Group, Adam Los Banos, and just had a really, really good chat with him, both about what's going on out there, kind of what the philosophy is, the history of that group, and just all of that good stuff. So I hope that you will stick around for that particular uh, interview a little bit later on in the show. But I think now it is time that we took our trip around the valley. So the first thing we've got coming up is Agatha Christie's Spiderweb at Modesto Junior College. Uh, this is starring, as I'm told by Dave Storm, a wonderful showcase of talent, including PTB's very own Dave Storm as the mysterious butler. Uh, there's only four performances left of this, and they've been selling it out like crazy. So if you're interested in this great classic mystery, it is time to get your tickets today. Uh, it is going to be located at the Performing Arts Center, the Little Theater. The dates that are remaining are December 6th through 9th, and uh, you can definitely get your tickets there. Uh, look for a link in the show notes to MJC's ticketing information, uh, or you can just go to their website and you can find the ticket information there as well. So that is Agatha Christie's Spider Web, Spider's Web, sorry, at MJC uh, happening December 6th through 9th this weekend. Next up, uh, Center Stage Conservatory. They are presenting the world premiere of Her Body in the Fall, written by local spoken word artist Summer Craft and directed by Modesto favorite David Barbary. Uh, synopsis is, Her Body in the Fall, a brand new semi-autobiographical work, tells the story of inherited trauma from a man born in the occupation in World War II and how that impacts his young daughter as she reaches adulthood in suburban America 40 years later. It gives us glimpses of them both as young people discovering themselves, falling in love, and learning the consequences of that love and where they come from. But most importantly, they learn how similar their young lives are despite being a world apart. This is a story of a man, uh, story, sorry. This is a story of who a man is and who he can become, how much it costs these women to have him in their lives, and what they all have to sacrifice to survive. Sounds like an outstanding story. Looking very forward to that. Uh, that's That opened on November 30th, and it plays through December 16th. The ticket prices are $15 general admission, $10 for student admission. And for ticket information, you can call 209-396-5010. Or, of course, you can always also uh, visit their website at centerstagemodesto.com. Next up, we have a Laura Ingalls Wilder Christmas at Denaire Gaslight Conservatory. Uh, shameless plug on this one. Again, I am, I am in this show. It's being directed by Phoenix Creative Collective's very own Sean Overton and has some, uh, some very familiar names that you'll recognize in this show. It's, it's a great little show. Synopsis reads, in their poorest winter ever when the crops have been devastated by locusts and the family must deal with the death of baby Freddie, Charles Ingalls backtracks his family to Baroque, Iowa to take over the running of a hotel. 
and if things weren't bad enough, Ma tells Laura she must be nice to Johnny Stedman, the worst boy in Iowa. Uh, and there's some other things that go on. It's very exciting. It's a story of the missing two years in the life of the Ingalls family, the only substantial period that Laura chose not to write about in her Little House books. Sold with period songs, humor and depth of character, uh, tells the story of healing that celebrates the importance of enduring family bonds. So just a fun, a great little show. Uh, it's something that you should definitely get out and check out. It's uh, it's it's a, it's going to be a lot of fun. This is going on, let's see, we are running December 13th through 22nd, and so that means we open next weekend and then run through the 22nd. Uh, There is a student preview night, so December 13th is actually a student preview night, that's at 7 p.m., and uh, if you are a student with ID that night, it will cost you only $5 to get in, so pretty good deal there if you're a student, $5 for a full performance uh, very exciting. Uh, tickets can be found at DenaireGaslight.com. They're $10 general admission and $8 for senior, seniors. And uh, as I said, there is the student preview. So that's Alora Ingalls Wilder Christmas at Denaire Gaslight Conservatory. By all means, get out and see that if you, if you get the opportunity. It's going to be a, a great, fun little show. Next up, uh, Prospect Theater Project, PTP, presents the play reading project number two, California Scenarios, with the guest director, Ramon Vargas. Uh, this is going to be a really interesting showcase that, that's coming up. Uh, it features an all-Latin and indigenous cast. And the scenario reads, Rich in history, fantasy, triumph, and longing, this collection of short plays captures aspects of Latinos in California. Inspired by Isamu Noguchi's Sculpture Garden California scenario, each play reveals a complex view of the California landscape as it has never been seen before. Uh, this is a great deal. The, the play reading projects are so much fun because they present such varied and different and interesting uh, projects, stuff that might not see the stage otherwise. In this particular case, as in all cases, this is one day only. It is December 9th, uh, 2018 at 2 o'clock p.m. You can find ticket information at prospecttheaterproject.org. This is $15 for general admission, and this does include some, some hors d'oeuvres. This is a catered event. It is a great event. There is a discussion panel after the show where the production crew and the actors that are involved get to talk a little bit about their experiences. Fabulous, fabulous production. Uh, Get out and see that. That's the Play Reading Project number two, California Scenarios at Prospect Theater Project on December 9th. Staying at PTP, we also have the PTP Radio Cavalcade Players Christmas Show coming up. If you've listened to this show at all, you know this is one of those things that I love most over the course of the year. It is uh, is a live theater experience that recreates a live radio theater experience. And so you get to be the audience and see all of the sound effects and the foley and the voices and everything done live. It's one night only, December 15th. Uh, They are presenting this time around the shop around the corner and the bishop's wife. This is $5 general admission. And again, you can find your ticket information at prospecttheaterproject.org. Uh, next up, we have the Phoenix Creative Collective as they present The Eight, the Reindeer Monologues. And this is a play by Jeff Good. It's taking place at the Mac out there in Merced. It is running one weekend only, December 11th through 13th. And the details are, it, this is rated M for Mature. Before I go any further, just so you know, 
This is a rated M program. Don't bring the kids. It's not that kind of holiday show. A scandal erupts at the North Pole when one of Santa's eight tiny reindeer accuses him of sexual harassment. As mass media descends upon the event, the other members of the sleigh team demand to share their perspectives, and a horrific tale of corruption and perversion emerges, which seems to implicate everyone from the littlest elf to the tainted saint himself. With each deer's confession, the truth behind the shocking allegations becomes clearer and clearer and murkier and murkier. Uh, this is uh, $10 for student tickets, $15 for adults, general admission again. Those tickets will be sold at the door uh, of the MAC on the dates of the performance. So for more information, you can check out the Phoenix Creative Collective Facebook or go to phoenixtherise.com. And then last up, I, I only have one more little thing here. And that is the uh, the slate of events going on at SGS Theatrical, again, out in Los Banos. Um, I am not going to plug all of that right this instant because in just a moment, if you're listening to the podcast, you're going to hear uh, at some length an interview that I had with, again, with Robert Jerome, the director of that group. And he is going to tell us all about what's going on out there and how you can find more information on that. So that's SGS Theatrical. It, they've got some great stuff going on. They've got some great stuff coming up. Uh, don't miss out on that. So that's all I've got for today. Kind of a short live show for you today. Uh, but I again, I think we've got just a really great interview coming up. So I am looking forward to that. And let's let's get on to that. All right, so uh, we are here this week with uh, with our guest Robert Jerome from SJS Theatrical Productions, uh, and very excited to talk to him. We've been talking a lot about what he's got going on out in his neck of the woods. So very pleased to have him with us today, Robert. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on the show. It's been a while. You guys have been talking about us, and I'm finally get to be on the show. So I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely, man. It is, uh, it is great to have you here and to finally to get to chat to you, chat with you kind of face to face. I know we've talked a lot via messenger, but, uh, it's nice to hear your voice and to, uh, to know that you're out there someplace. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been super busy. I mean, that's the thing is, is, is it's all been very rapid. We got the building in October and I've just, it's been nonstop. <laughs> it's been nonstop trying to get everything together. Uh, for the season and, and everything planned out and ready because we were in the Bay Area for so long that, uh, coming down here back, coming back down to Los Banos is what we kind of always wanted to do. Uh, but once we got the building, we were like, we, we have to, <laughs> we have a theater. So of course we have to make this our home base. <laughs> Absolutely. Now that was actually going to be kind of my first question where I wanted to start with you today. Give me a little bit of the, uh, kind of the background, the history of the organization and the space that you're in now and tell me you know where where are you coming from this is this is a really interesting story so 7 years ago actually uh my sister and my husband and I were living in Hollister California and I've done professional theater all my life uh, I was a child actor did stage shows stuff like that and uh I got married so couldn't tu- well, I chose not to tour anymore I I won't say I couldn't tour cuz my husband would have let me tour but I wanted to stay I wanted to stay at home and uh build our relationship instead of being gone for 13 months you know on contracts nice. so so we uh we moved to Hollister and my sister and me and him decided why don't we start our own production company 
um, because I had been directing for a while and he had been going to business school and my sister is a professional theatrical technician. So we were like, you know, that's pretty much the basis of what you need to kind of start a production company. Right. I went to school for theater. I went to school for theater. I went to Pacific uh, Conservatory of Performing Arts, and I went to Cal State East Bay, and I had really good schools in 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 uh, the Bay Area. I, I lived in the Bay Area. I lived in Castro Valley, um, and my teacher Tiffany Daly was an amazing drama teacher in high school. Mm-hmm. And so I just had really good uh, good training and a good understanding of what production was. And so we kind of just jumped in feet first and started our first production company, which is actually called Fifth Wall Theater Project. Um, being from the Bay Area, I have like this weird ideology of theater that if theater doesn't connect with people, it won't, it, it won't survive as an art form. Yeah, I so I tend to do a lot of work with no fourth wall. Hmm. So like your traditional musicals, I'll do with the majority of the dancing and stuff in the audience and really connect everything together. Um, I also have worked for the Renaissance Fair for 10 years. Hmm. Um, I've, I've been the theatrical director of the Northern California Renaissance Fair for the last five years. Hmm. Uh, and so I direct a lot of stuff there under the guy, the guidance of, uh, the entertainment director, Molly Drew. And so I've been kind of doing a lot of experimental and rogue theater and stuff like that. And so when we started our company in Hollister, we hit heavy and we were, we were out of the vault. Um, and, uh, we were just, we did Jekyll and Hyde the musical. We did, uh, a lot of original work, um, some Shakespearean original work. We did a Richard the third show out of there. And then, um, Time kind of got to the point where we like, you know, it's kind of expensive to live in the Bay Area and we're artists. So <laughs> it's time to move. And so we moved to Los Banos and my sister still lives in Hollister, but we moved to Los Banos, mm-hmm. uh, my husband and I. And when we got to Los Banos, we realized there was no community theater here mm-hmm. at all. All the, all there was was the high school theater program and a couple after school programs through the school district. Right. And we kind of felt like, well, We've been doing it in Hollister. Let's kind of talk to the Arts Council because Los Banos has a really strong Arts Council system. Uh And um, we talked with them, and they kind of sponsored us to come in for the first two years. And we did a lot of shows, and that was about five years ago. And we did Into the Woods with them. We did Wonderland. We did The Hobbit. uh, We did a couple review shows. We did a couple Comedia shows with them. And then my job with the Renaissance Fairs, kind of just got a little overwhelming and we were opening a new fair in Vallejo mm-hmm. and I just didn't have all the time to really completely devote to the arts council and to that program. And so at that point in time, the arts council moved and got a couple other directors in to kind of work with them. And then, uh, so the Los Angeles arts council, they kind of, they got a couple other people in Missoula in to do that while we were gone and then I kind of took a hiatus from from doing public producing things. I did a lot of workshop stuff. I write a lot of plays as well. Mm-hmm. So and we we create a lot of shows. So we like to do a lot of like small workshop things. And then my friend in Vallejo um, started a nonprofit called The Hub, mm-hmm. and they were needing some theater performances up there. And so we kind of got started again. And that's where SGS Theatrical came around. And uh, we had produced Bear the Pop Opera. We did a tour of that. We were in Fresno, Hollister, and Vallejo uh, for that show. And then we did James and the Giant Peach and a couple other Comedia shows. 
And then now we have the building, and um, I've actually retired from the Renaissance Fair at the moment. Mm. I'm taking a, a couple-year hiatus to kind of focus on getting this building and getting a, a strong, strong regional and community theater program started here in Los Banos. Right. And since we've started to grow over these seven years, we've gained even more people with more talent and more knowledge that sit on our board. And um, we have a couple people who've been on Broadway. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're just a very eclectic group of performers and actors who have a passion for theater and believe that theater should be shared and be accessible to the community. Mm-hmm. When I was in a drama school, my favorite portion of theatrical history was the, the small theater movement mm-hmm. and the group theater and all that. And I'm, and that's kind of what I feel the theater movement in general in America has been lacking is some of that uh, really small theater. Back in the day, every town had their own theater and it was sponsored by the city. And we just don't have the funding for that. And so we have to kind of step up and, and do that ourselves. And we're a privately funded company and a majority of the funding comes directly from our other theatrical work. <laughs> so I direct other plays and throw the money into the into the shows that we're doing here. And I never choose we don't choose easy shows either. We're always about trying to challenge ourselves. Like the never-ending story which will be coming up is a very challenging show. Right. Like bringing, bringing that to stage will be very interesting. And uh you know, we're going to be doing ragtime a part of this season at some point and that's a very dramatic huge cast Mm -hmm. and a historical piece. So that will be very interesting. Yeah. Kind of going back into that, um, some of the things that I hear that are really exciting to me are your kind of your emphasis on participatory theater or on, you know, breaking down that, that fourth wall. Right. So that's, you know, people who listen to this show know that that's something that I'm talking about all, all the time with uh, the Phoenix creative collective. I'm kind of the guy who is, uh, I'm the, the regular champion of, experimental theater or of or of you know new strange experiences that bring the audience in and so to hear that there's another group right next door that's really focused on those kinds of experiences that's uh, very exciting to me uh, to hear you talk about that and the cool the cool thing about our company is SGS theatrical is our is our headline company it kind of it's, it's our production company but underneath that we have three different groups and so uh, we have Los Broadway, which is kind of our community theater program, mm-hmm. and that program runs on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We do Tuesdays and Thursday rehearsals, evening rehearsals for shows like that. Like Never Ending Story will be a part of the community theater program. Um, and then we have a weekend program called Workshop 44 that has a lot of uh, my professional actor friends from the Bay Area we come down and we do eight-hour rehearsals on Saturdays, and we cast people to join us. And Romeo and Juliet is actually a part of that program, mm-hmm. and that's where we do a kind of our edgier world premiere stuff. And that the set for that show has three almost fashion show runways that go out into the audience. Wow. So a lot of the scenes and stuff take place out in the audience for Romeo and Juliet. And it's a it's a it's a it's a it's more of a movement show using inspiration from Shakespeare and from all the other adaptations. A lot of people don't realize that Shakespeare didn't come up with Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) And so a part, a part of, a part of my goal is while people are coming to the theater, they're also being educated about where some of the classics come from. 
And a good way of doing that is adapting, uh, continuing to adapt them so that people can understand that art is a living, theater is a living art form and it, and it will continuously evolve. Right. And, uh, that kind of leads into the other group that we have. We have a Comedia dell'arte troupe mm-hmm. called Comedia, Comedia Evo. And I'm a huge, uh, Comedia connoisseur. I love Comedia. It was like one of the first things I did in high school and I just, it stuck with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, and doing, doing Renaissance fairs and Italian Renaissance fairs, Comedia is always a part of those things. Right. And, um, I was a, when I was younger in my twenties, I was a part of a group called, uh, the Comedia Evolution hmm. based out of Australia. And, uh, Goran Banyai kind of heads up that program. And that is all about kind of showing people that Comedia is just your modern sitcom. That even, even back in the olden days, what we see as sitcoms on television and cartoons and SpongeBob and all that stuff kind of originates from this original Italian art form. Right. So we do a lot of parody shows. So we use the, the original characters for, for example, the Christmas show that we're doing, Feliz Navidad, a night of holiday magic. One of the shows, the show that opens, uh, the, the whole program is actually a comedia show that makes fun of, it, it's like, a parody of the Grinch and Frozen <laughs> and a, a, a Christmas story and the old Santa Claus move, movie with Tim Allen from uh, the nineties. So like, it, it's really, it's just a mixture of parody and uh, Isabella, the character of Isabella, we call Belsa in the show <laughs> and her dad, who's usually uh pantalone is il grunch. <laughs> and, uh, and Columbina is Maxina in this show. So, I mean, we do a lot right. of, it's a lot of parody, it's a lot of paradise, uh, parody. And, uh, and, you know, the funny thing about this show is it's also out in the audience and very interactive. Um, at one point I'm on an electric scooter riding around the audience. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely off the wall comedy. And then La Posada, which is the show that follows that one, is more of your traditional family heartwarming show. Right. And, uh, but it, but it still has that comedia flair because it's like an old melodrama, like an old Mexican melodrama telenovela. Mm-hmm. And so you have El Nino, who is your ranchero guy trying to kidnap, he kidnaps the, the lead female and all the town, uh, pasadores and, and takes them away and tries to cancel Christmas <laughs> if she doesn't marry. Right. So I mean, it's really, it really off the wall stuff. That's amazing. That sounds great. And uh, you know what? Go ahead and hit us with the uh, just with the dates and times for for that show while we're at it. Let's uh, let's make sure that everybody who's out there gets a chance to uh, set this uh, on their schedules here. Yeah, and um, so we're only doing two performances of the show. We're doing a, uh, a performance on December 8th. That's this upcoming Saturday. I'm in tech week. I'm crazy. Oh, boy. And uh, we have uh, December 15th as well is our closing night. Uh, because this is our first show, we just we figured two, week, two, two Saturdays would be good right. to kind of get our feet wet. And we've only been rehearsing for three weeks. Oh, wow. um, so there's, there's only been seven rehearsals for La Posada, which is the community theater show, uh-huh. and three rehearsals for the Italian Comedia show. So like we're really putting this together in a, a fast amount of time. And it's a huge set, and uh, the theater seats 700. So we are uh, 
It's a big facility. Wow. Yeah, that is huge. <laughs> it is. It is huge. But it allows me to do a lot of that interactive stuff by extending the stage and going out into the audience, yeah. which is uh, very interesting. And then tickets for that show are uh, $5 for students, seniors, uh, public workers, veterans, retired and active uh, and $10 general, general emission. So it's actually really, really, really cheap, uh, for, for a theater show, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, no kidding. That's, yeah, that's amazing considering the, the prices that you would usually pay to see something this big. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so that, that's our Christmas holiday show. And, uh, right now we're getting ready for auditions as well, uh, for Never Ending Story, which start on December 11th. And, uh, that show will open in late March and run March and April. And we'll be doing three to four weekends of that show. Yeah. Now I want to talk to you a little bit about that. That's one of, that was kind of one of my agendas coming into this uh, interview today was to, to get in your head about the never ending story. Uh, amazing, right? I mean, this is, this is a classic, uh, a classic both novel and film. And the, you know, you're doing this stage adaptation of it. Uh, Give me this story. How did this all come about? How did how was this something you chose, and um, how are you going to attack something that's that big? So, so luckily, we've done the Neverending Story before. We oh. were the first theater company to do the Neverending Story in California cool. ever, and it was uh, done with Fifth Wall Theater Project in Hollister. Uh-huh. And so, when we decided to do it this time, I was like, okay. This is seven years later. Mm-hmm. It's the 35th anniversary of the movie. Right. And I, we've all learned so much more. And technology has grown so much more mm-hmm. since we first did it. And let's tackle it again in this gigantic space. Because when we first did it, it was in a theater that only had 70 seats. Oh, wow. And so... So it was really, it was a really small production Mm -hmm. to kind of get our feet wet. And we used a lot of projections and a lot of puppetry. Mm -hmm. We have, um, and we're going to kind of go with that idea, but go even further um, with it a little bit more. Because the cool thing about the adaptation is it really does bring in every loving character that's in the movies and in the book it's more uh, yeah so there's a lot of characters the last time we did it we did it with a cast of like 15 Mm -hmm. this time i'm gonna do it with a cast of hopefully 30 because there are that many that there are that many characters in the show um and there's amazing roles for younger children and and adults and teenagers and people who are interested in puppeteering, we're doing a, we did a, an eight foot Morla puppet that rolls and is two parts and have a, we'll have a puppeteer. Cool. And there's the, the Fal, the Falcor is a hybrid between a live actor that then turns into the puppet dragon. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do some pretty cool stuff with that. We have some pretty high ceilings, so we're pretty mm-hmm. excited about that. <laughs> and, um, the Artax puppet, the, the horse, is actually done a little bit like they did the puppet in War Horse, but we um, we have three puppeteers work it, and one is the, what the actor actually stands in the middle and performs the line because Artax actually does talk as well in the show. Yeah, okay. um, and so it's a lot of creative storytelling mm-hmm. and creative uh images and you and the the play sets up to use a lot of music to move 
the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and you still have Bastion in the attic and, and stuff like that. And we're doing that one with a giant runway half all the way through this, the, the audience. So the audience will basically be in Fantastica. Awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I can't. We're, we're really excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait to see this. I am, I am, it, of all of this stuff that's kind of, uh, been teased on the show so far, this is one of the things that I'm most excited about getting out and actually seeing, uh, just as an audience member because, uh, it sounds great, man. It sounds like you've got an amazing vision. I'm excited to see you make it happen. Yeah. And, and the cool thing is, is, is because, because we've had a, a group here before, the community is really starting to, build back up and are getting really excited in some of the stuff we're, we're bringing out. And we have a lot more stuff coming. I'm definitely going to, we're going to be doing two to three roll doll inspired shows this year. Cool. So, um, yeah, we're, the goal is to have a show every, every month to every other month, mm-hmm. um, through the year. And they'll rotate between the regional show and, and the community theater. Um, and we're going to start classes soon and we're going to do master classes and directing classes and costuming classes and stuff that isn't usually offered for community. You have to go to a community college to get. Right. So we're trying to, we're trying to expand in, in, in that aspect too. And, and the cool thing is our program is free. Um, I know a lot where I, when I grew up in the Bay Area, you had to pay to be in theater. Mm-hmm. A lot of people you had to pay, and it, it it makes sense because royalties and rights and 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 the cost of theater is is extremely high, and a lot of people don't realize that. Right. But my thing is is, is I don't have an age limit in our in our chi- in our Christmas show. We have a four year old, oh. and he's probably he's probably the best well behaved person in the entire cast <laughs> because, he wants, because he wants to be there and he's excited to be there. Sure. And my thing is, if people have passion for it, we're not going to turn them away. Great. And uh, that's definitely one of my mottos. So cool. So awesome. That's amazing, man. That's that's really incredible. Uh, it is just great to hear about what you've got going on out there and about uh, just just what you're doing. I, I love your approach. I think it's uh, it's so much in the spirit of what we're trying to do on this uh, on this side of things as well. And just really excited to have another program like this that really cares about both the theater and the people that do it. Uh, in the area. So, well, we're just about out of time right now, but before we go, just wanted to give you one last chance just to, uh, to talk about anything in particular that we haven't gone over or, uh, get any last minute, uh, plugs for anything else that's going on in your world. Uh, any, any last thoughts for us? Um, last thoughts? Come and see Feliz Navidad for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 8th and the 15th. Uh, but also we're still auditioning a couple characters for Romeo and Juliet. I'm looking for a Marcuccio, uh, for sure for that show. And, uh, if people are interested in that to email casting.sjs at, uh, gmail.com. Outstanding. Well, uh, and I will put links, of course, to that in the show notes. So if that's something that you're interested in, you will, you can always find the clickable links down, uh, down in the show notes. And you will find links to all the other stuff we've talked about today as well. Well, hey, listen, once again, I just have to thank you so much for, for joining me on this show, Robert. It's been a pleasure to talk to you in person. And, uh, you know, just want you to know again that you have a huge supporter of what's going on out there at the, uh, at the Phoenix Podcast Network and in the Phoenix Creative Collective in general. Thank you so much for being with me today. And thank you for having me. And uh, we're excited to work more with you guys. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure this will not be the last time that you and I talk. In fact, uh, you know, as uh, once we get through the crazy holiday season here and, and we're, you start production on Neverending Story, uh, let's definitely make plans to sit down together again and talk through, uh, how the process is going for you, if that's, if that's okay with you. Yeah, that sounds great. I will, uh, we'll schedule that and we'll talk about it soon. Cool. I look forward to it. Well, thank you again, Robert. And, uh, this has been Robert Jerome from SGS Theatrical Productions. And I appreciate you all listening in with us. We now return to our regular programming, and we will see you on the other side. Well, that's all for this week, but thanks for joining us again for another Phoenix Talk Radio. Phoenix Talk Radio is a production of the Phoenix Podcast Network. The Phoenix Podcast Network can be found online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for at Podcast Phoenix. You can also send us an email if you'd like by emailing us at phoenixpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. The Phoenix Creative Collective can also be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You're just looking for the Phoenix Creative Collective or Phoenix CC Merced. You can email the Phoenix Creative Collective at phoenixccmerced at gmail.com. Well, we appreciate you joining us on this week's episode. We look forward to talking with you once again on next week's episode. But until then, get out there and make, or at least experience, some art. <laughs>